He'll be coming round the mountain when he comes. He'll be coming round the mountain when he comes. He'll be coming round the mountain, coming round the mountain. He'll be coming round the mountain with a care package. This is Winner Winner Gaming Podcast, where we talk a lot about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. And sing. Wonderfully. And sing. Stupidly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, so you said it, man. We're talking about care packages today. Oh, it's 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 happening today. It's, tis the season. Tis the season to have a package. Um, specifically the, the uh, blue with a red top kind. Um, Other way around. Red oh, is it? Top. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, as if I hadn't played this game enough. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they emit red smoke. They're really great, guys. Um, if you're not going for them, you should be going for them. Uh, I'm your host, Arjuna, and I'm joined today by co-host Robin. Yo, just the two of us today. Yeah, this is a special holiday podcast. Um and uh, really, you know, you guys benefit because Robin and I are just awesome. And <laughs> you get... we don't have all that those other craft uh, co-host <laughs> with us. Yeah, yeah. this is uninterrupted goodness happening <laughs> over here. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, the two days away from the Christmas holiday in the United States, and. Uh, you know, it's a tradition here for people to give each other extravagant gifts. And that's kind of how I feel in PUBG whenever I open a package. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to just mention an update quick at the beginning of the show. Um, I just was looking through the release notes for the full version. We now have 1.0 out. And I saw that they no longer include the Car 98 in the possibilities for airdrops so that's good news i think because you can usually find one on the map somewhere and oftentimes i end up hitting an airdrop with a car 98 in my hands already and then i get offered another one and i don't usually go for the double car loadout um (laughs) what yeah yeah just not that hardcore yet but that's um, uh, that's i mean now we've got to try it (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, no I would try that. That sounds. I mean, there's only one way to get better. <laughs> yeah, the, the, and there is only one way to test a hypothesis about how many Car 98 shots it takes to blow up a Dacia. Uh huh. And you know, I've actually gotten some really enjoyable close range kills with the Car 98 recently. Oh, so who's really? to say? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, was, there's a couple of games where I've landed, and this is the first gun I find, and you just have to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think the ratio of times that I've had that work out for me versus not has been real slim. Yeah, I'm one for two <laughs> in the last week. Oh, well, that's not slim at all. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, they've done a good job of removing um, shitty stuff from the yeah. care packages. Like, right. uh, you know, the Tommy gun is another example. Mm-hmm. And that's a gun that I pass up even now, um, mm-hmm. as I'm running through the world, I I will usually pick any of the other SMGs over it. 
Right. So. Yeah, I think they've done good at taking feedback there. Um, I think it's funny how guns are valued. I used to value the Tommy gun highly, probably because it was novel. Mm. Um, but after I've had some experience with it, I, I pretty much see it as like a S12K kind of gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a gun I'm happy to find in the early game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's about it. Well, you know, I okay, so I will say about the Tommy gun, I could be a little harsh on it. Uh, it has been growing on me. It hits pretty hard, and I've had some decent, like, mid-range kills with it, which have raised my estimation of it, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, I hate the iron sights on it, and that's mm-hmm. all you get, so that's a real downside for me. Yeah. It's one of those that's like, I um, I shouldn't ever go into iron sight mode with it again. We're kind of getting off track. The Tommy gun is yeah. drawing us in. <laughs> it is. Drawing us it in, is. but, it but is. it's like, well done, you know, it's not an effective gun at range anyway, so t- targeting just seems like the thing. I'm gonna. I try to remember that, like when I should yeah. aim down sight and when I should target. But anyway, oh, yeah. That's Fucking tough. packages. Let's talk about those. Let's talk about them, man. So, did you want to start off? We could just read. Do you want to just read the list of of things that are included, and yeah. maybe we allow ourselves to get snagged along the way, or should we just go through the list first? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just go through the list. Okay. Uh, so weapons, we have six of them, and there's the arm M24. MK14 EBR. Those are three snipers that could be included. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the M249 light machine gun, OTS14 Grossa, and then the AUG A3, which is the newest in the list. Um, and one I've only gotten to use for, God, maybe like 10 seconds of actual like firing. <laughs> um, more reason for us to chase some more crates. Yeah, uh, I, I have not, to my memory, used an AUG yet. Mm-hmm. Although so I that's get, go ahead. I, I get the impression that it's like just a five mil Groza. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think from the gameplay I've seen online, it seems jumpier mm-hmm. than the Groza, mm-hmm. and the fire rate is, is is slightly lower. But but yeah, it does seem kind of similar. Um, and you can add attachments more than the Groza. So oh, I wonder okay. if it stabilizes a little bit more with that foregrip. Mm. Um, but I, from what I've seen, I would take a Groza over the AUG any day. Um, Me too. If it, I mean, after I get bored of the AUG. Of course, I'm, I'm going to take <laughs> the AUG now because I haven't played with it enough. I want to try it out. Yeah. Okay. So that's six weapons. And then there's uh, five different, it says airdrop weapon mods. So uh, three of them are scopes, four times, eight times, and 15 times. Um, both the 8 and the 15 now are variable zoom. And mm, then... That's huge. Yeah. Suppressor for assault rifle, suppressor for snipers. Um, both at low probability. And then yeah. for clothing, you can get a ghillie suit. I, I just wanted to point out, this is interesting in the list of airdrop weapon mods. And by the way, we're looking at, at the uh, official PUBG wiki for this information. But uh, both of... Uh, in addition to the suppressors being labeled low probability, the four times scope is also labeled low probability, which I just find interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess don't yeah. really, that those are the only three: the suppressors and the ACOG scope are the only three that are labeled low probability. Yeah, which I don't mind the four X being low probability because they <laughs> yeah, don't want to buy true. that and a 
great usually. Not usually. Yeah. It it can be pretty sweet if you go for the first drop and you get like a sniper and a scope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Definitely. just great. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Uh, no problem. So um, there's three. We've covered weapons, weapon mods. There's three more categories: clothing, equipment, and consumables. So for clothing, that you can just get the ghillie suit. For equipment, uh, that's basically armor um, and stuff like that. So there's level three helmet, level three vest, and level three backpack. So all the level three things can be included. And then airdrop consumables, you can get adrenaline syringe or medical kit. Which nice. would be the boon. Yeah. Um, so they are very appealing. Um, I sometimes will think of a game uh, if I'm playing by myself or playing with foolhardy teammates. Um, I'll just think of crates as my primary loot source um, where I'll hit a town or something just to get some basic stuff and then try to get all the rest of it from airdrops and from dead people. Um, and it's pretty... You don't. I don't tend to get super far when that happens, <laughs> but I find it to be a super exciting way to play. Um, high risk, high reward, hmm. and you get to travel a lot, and um, which of course is also risky. And um, I find it, yeah, with all of that together between traveling and all the confrontations, and usually you're you're meeting people who are. You know, equally foolhardy, and oftentimes that comes with a little bit of a higher skill level. People who are willing to go in there and risk it because they think they're going to come out ahead. Um, so I think that better players tend to accumulate or be drawn to the airdrops. Um, so that's just a theory. I'm not really sure if that is true, but that's kind of how I think of it. But I tend to assume everyone's better than me whenever I run into them. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So do I. Yeah, uh, which is strange because we both got like, you know, over five hundred hours into this game, and we're better than a decent amount of the people we meet. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm still, I'm still in that like, you know, scared. I'm still in noob mode sometimes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but I was just listening to you. It, it sounds like a good lifestyle, the package lifestyle. Like uh, you I get to it. you get to travel a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It's exciting. You get to meet a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just and good people. Good people. Cream of the crop people. Yeah, ex- I mean, really. Yeah. Just top notch. So yeah. you know that sounds pretty good to me. You know, I've I've. I've often heard it said, if you're the best player in the room, you're in the wrong room, you know? So go find <laughs> those better true. players. Yeah. That's true. Um, so, yeah, so Robin, I've noticed that you, it's, yeah, packages are kind of a lifestyle for you. So do you want to tell us a little bit more about just uh, what what you do? Sure. So a day in the life of an uh, airdrop chaser. Or crate chaser. <laughs> crate chasers. But that's ambiguous because there's death crates too. Um, but basically the way I think of it is I drop for somewhere in the middle, but somewhere that's not super attractive. Like I wouldn't go to school, for example, on Erangel. I would drop at one of the compounds uh, east or northeast of there that just has like a high probability of a car spawn. And you're going to get like level one gear and a shotgun or, or an SMG probably. And then from there, it's just game on. I 
I'd grab the nearest vehicle, um, keep it nearby so no one can steal it, and wait to hear the um, plane engines. And of course, if I'm not centered in the circle right away, I'll move myself with the car to kind of just get straight to the middle of the circle. And then I'll just wait for that plane and drive as soon as I can to align myself with the flight path. Um, even staying like a little bit ahead of it if I can, because you can always backtrack kind of more quickly. It's harder to catch the plane than it is to like fall back to a mm-hmm. drop that fell behind you. Um, and then, yeah, get there early, stake it out, um, and loot it as soon as it drops and um, get what you can. And my favorite part is if you get there early enough and loot it, then you can just go park your car a couple hundred feet away and hide from hide behind a tree or in a bush or whatever. Um, not right next to your vehicle, because that's a little too obvious. And then wait for other people to come to try to get it. And mm, you know, usually you're equipped with like a nice gun at that point and you can mow them down. So I just had a game like that a little bit ago where I got the LMG and just camped behind a tree. They came to the package, walked over to my car, I was just watching them for like 30 seconds. They walked over to my car and then started walking back to their car. And that's when they had their back to me at like 50 feet away and just mowed them down with the LMG. It's awesome. (laughs) So that's the basics, but that's like solo, you know, I guess you can do the same thing with uh, squads, but it's a lot harder to get people to like move um, when you're, when the airdrop's coming, I find, oftentimes we'll hear the plane engine and then someone's like, Hey, should we get that drop? And people will kind of half engage with the question and, and mull it over and think about, Oh, where's the car? Where are we going to rendezvous? Um, by the time we're done processing all of that, the, the, the drop is on the ground and we're like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Usually it only happens in squads. If you're already like full yep. squad in vehicle on the right. move. Totally. And, and that does happen. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely lost a lot of quick matches <laughs> that way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're all going here to a good position. Oh, wait, let's go for that package instead. Oh, wait, we're dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. But I've also scored a lot of sweet loot that way. So Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think, um, how would we go about... Um, like sometime, We haven't done it in a while, but sometimes at the beginning of a match, we'll say, all right, this is a crate round. Mm, um, yeah. And we'll all kind of orient ourselves towards that goal. And it's still, even when we do that, it's still hard to organize. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like we could still be successful at that. But there's a lot of I's to dot and T's to cross if you're actually going to like get to the crates early. Um, you know, you have to really not be into looting houses and structures because mm-hmm. that is too much of a distraction. Um, and so I find that the, the biggest obstacle to looting or to getting crate drops as a squad is um people's early attachment in the game to getting like level two or greater gear Hmm. plus like a decked out ar or whatever before they're willing to like jump into harm's way and Hmm. it can take you know 20 minutes for everyone to get there um in the squad and so often people are just unwilling to kind of risk it um early on yeah, which is, is a little funny to me in this game, uh, and this is definitely a broader topic, but I've there have been so many times in this game where I've had like a level one backpack and no vest and an ump, 
and I've just gotten the better position on a really well looted player, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, the armor and the better weapons they do matter in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. But boy, it's like if you see someone first and you hit them with your ump, they go down real quick. Mm-hmm. So I think that that kind of uh, that it's tangentially related in the fact that. You know, crates. It's uh, it's definitely more of a daredevil way to play the game, and it's definitely more of an aggressive way to play the game, and um, that that can be really rewarding. Mm-hmm. It, it's rewarding to like have only a shotgun, and to pull up and have Fuck someone yeah. else be at the crate and yes. just down them. That's what I'm talking about, right? And <laughs> and you you take whatever they already had, you take whatever's in the crate, and uh-huh. it's like. You know, that's, like, probably some of the most fun you can have in the first, like, three minutes of a PUBG yeah. match right there. Yep. Uh, totally. the world's The world's really your oyster from there. Yep. I, I love it. I love... I actually enjoy being under-equipped in this game because it's exciting to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. That I'm, I might... I'm going to have to, like, really play my cards perfectly if I've just got a revolver or a shotgun um, to come out ahead on a battle. Um, and I like, I like that. I like not having like all the options and those kills are just so much more rewarding when you've kind of bested someone who's better equipped than you are. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm just noticing I have a total fantasy of like our whole squad having motorcycles and just like getting across the map as fast as possible to like chase those crates down. Um, and just imagine being at looting a crate and hearing a vehicle and then realizing that it's four vehicles and that like a whole squad is descending on you from different points and you're just shitting your pants at that <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, man. Charlie's I, angels coming down on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I remember a game that we had in our squad. I think it was Yumi, Alex, and Tim. And we we hit four crates that game. Every single member of our squad had a crate weapon. Mm, and that's right. We won that game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also had games where I get all the best loot and I get killed before I even see an opponent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, I've I've had plenty of games where I spent 15 minutes looting up and then I got headshotted at range from someone who hit a crate mm, mm-hmm. so you know put that in your pipe yeah you cautious cautious people <laughs> so let's let's talk about just like like a solo gaming approach okay. uh, and then maybe we can expand upon it with some additional squad thoughts mm-hmm. um i uh, and and robin's i think thought a little bit more about this but i see like there's a couple of different options uh and robin kind of started to get into this when you're approaching a crate so the first option is you just you just zoom in there as fast as you can you park your vehicle hopefully like at a nice kind of right angle with the crate so -hmm. that you can jump out and have that vehicle covering one side of you and you have the crate covering mm-hmm. the other side of you. Totally. And so there's only a narrow band 
uh, sideways from either side through which people can actually see you and shoot you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just, you know, you just grab that stuff as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you're going to do, uh, in general, when you're looting a crate, especially if you're trying to do it quick style, it's a really good idea to visualize, like, what do I want from this crate? And um, what do I need to give up in order to get it? And I've even noticed, like, experienced streamer Fuglet, who really, really loves crates and goes for them all the time. Greedy fuck. He's a greedy fuck. This guy, That <laughs> guy, by the way, if you haven't been watching <laughs> his YouTube stream, it's amazing. It's, like, one of the yeah. most entertaining streams out there. And he, he'll, like he'll loot a crate with like two players left alive he never passes up a crate he man. never does like i've seen him with two crate weapons already like yeah 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 like go for another crate <laughs> yeah totally i've seen him like go to it and it'll just be like he has an arm and there'll be another arm and he'll just grab the ammo just take the ammo <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing so yeah so he's if if you want to uh if you want some real irl examples of how to go for a crate just look up his stream he's amazing also yeah yeah and he's he is admittedly very brazen about it um because and he's often saying oh, i'm a greedy fuck you know i'm gonna die yeah. like this is this is stupid but i can't not do it you know yeah and uh, but yeah fuglet's great he's pretty he's got this kind of low-key um, but humorous way to him that I really enjoy. Yeah. And plus he's got this kind of charming, um, I believe Danish accent. He's, um, he's from the Netherlands. Yeah. Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, but what I was going to mention bringing him up though, is that I've watched him do this where he's like cruising up to a crate on a motorcycle and he's got his inventory open while he's approaching it. And he's actively taking off attachments for whichever gun he's planning to switch out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't always work out. Like, like for example, you're like, oh, I'm so ready to get that sniper. And then it's, it turns out to be a grozer and you end up having to switch out your assault rifle instead. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I really like the way that he's anticipate he's thinking about like what am i going to do when i get to that crate um because in my opinion one of the easiest ways to die at a crate is to just spend forever looting it yeah like if you're like pull up and you have no idea what you're looking for um, or how you're going to feel if you find it Mm -hmm. and then you know you're like oh here i am pull out my inventory oh um hmm what do I want to do now? Yeah. And it's like these precious seconds of passing. Totally. In that situation, if if you happen to be a somewhat slow looter, um, and it takes a while to get speedy at, and sometimes there's decisions to make, and sometimes your backpack's full and you're suddenly having to like triage your, <laughs> like prioritize what you want to keep. And that could take a long time if you're stressed out and kind of befuddled. Um, but I, I'm kind of wondering if it makes sense um, to just pre-smoke the crate as you're approaching it hmm. huck a smoke grenade at it um it's definitely you know when when you see a crate you can wonder if someone's behind it and you might not see them if you see smoke at it you know for sure there's hmm. someone behind it but with the new smokes i think it's probably worth it 
um, because no one's going to see you. And you'll even have a few feet on either side of the crate to make your getaway um, as you run through the smoke. And um, I don't know. I kind of like that idea. I, I might experiment with that. Mm, that's a solid idea. And I think yeah. that's a useful thing for a, for a squad mate to do as well. Mm, yep. Because um, oftentimes, you know, you pull right up to the crate, you all jump out, one of you goes for it, and the rest of you are just kind of dicking around, maybe providing cover or something like that. So mm-hmm. throwing a smoke is a good accessory teammate thing to do. Yep. Um, yeah, I might start requesting that. Um, we're, we're just trying it out all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see how it goes. So, so that's like the quick approach. You just zoom in. You park as close to it as you can. You try to get the vehicle to provide you cover. You try to be mm-hmm. ready to switch mm-hmm. out whatever you're planning to let go of. And then you peace out and on to bigger and better things. Um, so the other example, which Robin enumerated, was uh, you grab the crate quick style and then you go and position yourself in view of the crate if you feel like you are the first person to the scene. Uh, now, that's a, it's an important thing to assess is how long has it been since the crate hit the ground? Mm, and, exactly. You know, one of the ways you can tell a crate is fresh is if the red smoke is still pouring out of the top. You know what? I wonder about that, though. Um, I, maybe that's more consistent now. Because I feel like it was like this client, I had this theory that it was client side, red smoke, and it would emit when you got within a certain range of it. And if it landed within a certain range of you, it would start emitting right away. But if you were driving across the map, it would like emit late to like hmm. make it more salient and noticeable. Um, hmm. But that I feel like it is pretty consistently at the beginning now that I've seen more of them. Like I haven't seen mm. smoke pouring out of what looks like a stale crate drop recently, mm. but I feel like I did before. So, well, yeah, that's interesting. It it kind of feels intuitive to me as well. What you were saying, like I mm-hmm. do, I feel like I have had situations in the game where I was like, no, like that crate must have been there for a while. Like I yeah, can't believe totally. it's still smoking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I don't think it happens anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's keep. That's an interesting thing. Keep an eye out for that, listeners. Let us know. Mm-hmm. Um. But but yeah, that that's one way to do it. I mean, of course, just if you're going for a crate, then usually uh, usually you kind of know when it dropped. Um, usually you can tell whether you're late to the party or not. Um, but oh, and a side note as well. Side note: if you stumble upon an old crate, check it. I mean, mm. not obviously not if it's going to put you in a bad position, especially late in the game. But I, you know, myself and many, many other people I've played with have like stumbled upon old crates, you know, maybe crates that dropped 15 minutes ago. And I think you're a lot of times your immediate reaction is just going to be like, Oh, that's been hit. Like I'm not even going to bother checking it. Lots of times they have not been hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can just score like some amazing loot that's been sitting there and maybe even other players have passed it up. Yeah. So that's, that's a really good thing to think about. Yep. I um, was, I just had an end game yesterday with Alex. Um, really good lunch session. We got like 11 kills as duos, but um, 
We got second place. There was a guy at the end hiding behind the crate. There was a crate inside <laughs> oh, the final circle. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed that when I... I'm noticing now, thinking back on it, that when I first saw it, I thought, oh, okay, like, that thing is dangerous. You know, I have this, like, it's like the red danger sign when I see it. Like, mm. And that I always think that I feel kind of repulsed by it when I feel like there's people around because there's so much attention on it. Mm. And so it was counterintuitive to me that the enemy ended up hiding behind it. Um, but it totally makes sense because it's such a good piece of cover. Your head, if you're on level ground and you're standing behind it, I'm pretty sure your head doesn't peek over the top at all. Um, mm. And so it's full body protection and it's perfect for peeking over. And so it's kind of one of those things like late game like that. Next time I think I'll go for the, the crate and see if it has anything and then just use it as cover if it's in the right part of the circle. Probably doesn't make sense if it's right in the middle of the circle, but. Um, That's a good yeah. point. Crates mm -hmm. do provide pretty good cover uh, mm -hmm. and definitely use that to your advantage if someone starts sniping you. Like, for example, if you're at a crate and someone starts firing at you, uh, it's often a better plan to just figure out where the person is and cover than to try to desperately jump in your vehicle and drive away. Yeah. Because it's likely that whoever is shooting at you sees your vehicle there and knows that that might be an escape plan for you. And if they see you running towards it, they're just going to try to aim and headshot you as you get on it. So... Definitely use the craze cover. Mm -hmm. um, so did uh, did you want to add anything to talking about like when you get a crate and then you take cover somewhere nearby? And mm. but I don't. It's kind of one of those things where it's for me. It's about timing, and so. It's and what I mean by that is, I was talking about that example earlier where those two guys came after me when I looted the LMG, and I could have started shooting them right away. But when I when I first saw them, I was hiding behind a tree, and if I had peeked, they were both facing me. And so what I had to do instead was I had to, as they walked by my tree, about eighty feet away, I had to circle around the tree so they I was on like the shadow of it, if you will, or in the shadow of their view, and. Um, and so I think kind of waiting for the right moment where you're going to have the biggest edge, because they're going to probably be there for a minute to loot. Um, if you're close enough, you could probably like get a grenade ready or something like that so that when they're getting in their car, oftentimes when people, people will cite the driver's seat and wait for them to get in, and then they'll headshot them. That is probably a more solid plan than trying to time a grenade. Um, but if their car is like a four-second hike, from the crate, then you could easily cook a grenade and toss it over to it. Um, so when they jump in, they're getting nailed. But they might be privy to the sound and all of that. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling about the different possibilities. But um, basically, just wait for that like perfect moment where you know, preferably they're out in the open with their back turned to you and you have full cover. And then you mm. jump out and blast them away. Mm. Yeah, just one more thing I wanted to mention on that um, is if you are camping a crate, make sure that your cover is solid and material because 
Like the likelihood of other people pulling up in cars is huge. And I've been run over many, many, many times around. <laughs> so, and if you hear a vehicle, like pri- you need to prioritize getting eyes on that vehicle. Because even if you're taking cover behind a tree, like someone will just ram the tree to kill you. So that's expect many, many vehicles and, and don't be cavalier about, about your, you know, where your body is in relation to them. Like get out of the way. Um, so, and then I, there's a third style of approaching crates, which I don't think we've mentioned yet, which is, um, if you think that the crate has not been hit yet, you can spring the trap first. So you don't have to loot the crate first. You can actually, you know, like if you feel like I'm not going to have enough time or if you're just like a more cautious style player and you like to be kind of like the last person to the scene, then you can just skip skip the looting the crate, go straight to the camping the crate, uh, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, you try to kill the, the early arrivals. Yeah, and then you loot the crate. Yeah, and that's that'd be true, especially if it was in the like wide open, no cover area where there's huge like long lines of sight. Like desert map is just full of those situations. Um, I can't remember a desert crate that I'm like, oh yeah, I feel like safe and hidden. Like this, <laughs> it's like almost <laughs> always like just out in the middle of nowhere. You don't have trees around with foliage to cover you. Um, from people on hills around you and stuff like that. And so um, I know they the crates do tend to feel a little more vulnerable in the new map. So, yeah, damn, it makes me want to get on there and start cracing chates, crates. <laughs> cracing the chates. <laughs> cracing the chates. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I just, I want to reiterate it because I think you can't, I think it can't be said enough that this game often rewards uh, ballsiness and an aggressive play style. And, you know, I mean, it often kills you as well. So that's a thing. But remember, your likelihood of dying in any given game is really high anyway, right? So, like, if you're... Let's say you're the kind of person who gets one chicken dinner in every 20 games right well maybe i think for a lot of us out there it's even less um Mm -hmm. then you know if if your chance is like i'm gonna die in the mid game to a better player than me or i'm gonna die at a crate trying to pick up some epically sweet loot uh, i think that's the better way to die to be honest um Mm -hmm. and it gives you especially if you're not as good of a player, it gives you the opportunity to really get an edge. Like a Groza is, in my opinion, just like a significantly better assault rifle than an AK. And mm-hmm. I would take in it. Any of them. Yeah. Yep. It's devastating. Like mm-hmm. if you've never mowed down someone with a Groza, like, oh my, you feel like Superman firing that weapon. Yep. Um, so it can really give you an edge. And, or, you know, if you're the kind of person who struggles to land your car 98 shots, then um, having an AWM and having it kill people like 
almost twice as quickly can be a huge boon. Like, if you're only going to land one of three shots, you want the AWM to be the shot that you land. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it can really give you an edge if you're a newer player. Um, and, yeah, I just... Uh, it's taken me a while to get out of a fearful mindset playing the game and, and a conservative mindset playing the game. And I, I think that that's true for a lot of players out there. And I just want to encourage you to go for it. And um, and I think, Robin, actually, you've, you've been really helpful in my development in this game. Uh, you know, playing with you and seeing you just make some ballsy plays... <laughs> and doing doing things that I wouldn't have done. Um, and, you yeah, know, I mean, we're 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 in there to like create experiences, right? Yeah, that are memorable and and fun and exciting. And it's usually not going to happen, you know, like cowering behind a rock. Like, oh, remember that time I cowered behind a rock and then someone <laughs> in, insisted on finding me and I had to fight them and I won. That was pretty cool. But like, you know, you like crate chasing and doing things like that like i remember some of the the game feels a lot longer um if you travel a lot it's like Mm. you think about it's kind of like when you have a really long day you like wake up early and you do a lot of things and you try like especially if you actually traveling in real life feels that way too you're like wow i can't believe i woke up on the other side of the continent today it's like the same thing Mm. in PUBG. Mm. like oh wow i can't believe i was like at the beginning of this game i was way over there if you last long enough to like have a timeline but um, yeah, cool. I'm glad to hear you say that, and glad that you're um, finding it meaningful to like be bolder and in your play style. So yeah, yeah, and it's just like we've all had times when we tried something, we knew it was dangerous, and then it ended up not working out, and we died. Like mm-hmm. yeah, that does happen all the time in this game. Like. You're on the side of a hill, you see a vehicle at distance, you're like, ah, should I shoot at it? I'm going to give away my position. Ah, ah, fuck it, I'll just do it. And then someone headshots you with a car 98. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that happens all the time. But just remember, it happens all the time anyway. Like, (laughs) you know, like I've been headshotted by a car 98 hiding in a bush that I thought no one had seen me get into. Um, I've been headshotted by a car 98 running in the right place i mean it's just you're gonna die dudes you are gonna die playing PUBG, (laughs) and you may as well try to do something sweet we tell it like it is here (laughs) we tell i remember you're gonna lose i was playing one game and uh i'm in the plane and this is during the time when i would still leave my uh chat on i now mute it religiously because i just can't stand the inane shit that i hear oh of course but i remember this this one time uh this guy is like uh hey guys uh this is my first match ever in PUBG, and uh, i'm just wondering if anyone has any advice and this other guy is just like yeah i got some advice for you you gonna die and i was like (laughs) It cracked me up because it was so true. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of a mean thing to say, but at the same time, I was like, in a way, like, that's like the best. If there's like one piece of advice someone could give you playing PUBG, <laughs> it's like, you're going to die. Get used to it. Yeah. 
exactly i think the get used to it part is is the wisdom um is like when you start a game it should be like oh like what kind of exciting way am i gonna die this time you know like what was the game? It was like the you, you like control an army of gnomes. It's a dungeon crawler and like through like a series of mines and things. I don't know. It was like uh, a roguelike dungeon crawler game, but like one of the mottos of the game was um, dying is fun because <laughs> <laughs> nice. there's like a hundred different ways you can die in the game, and it's like yeah. an impossible game. Yeah. And so learning to enjoy the like novel ways in which you can get your ass kicked. Um, is part of the fun. And I definitely get kind of winning-centric with this game. Um, and it's not fun if you don't want to win, I don't think. Mm. Maybe it is, but all of us usually want to win, so it's just a matter of kind of balancing that desire with the knowledge that you're going to die <laughs> a lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, WTF Moses is a good... Uh, mm. He he's has a lot of good reminders about stuff like that. Like for example, he'll say, instead of like he's like, you should always expect to get shot in this game. He's like, mm-hmm. no matter where you are, no matter how well you're positioned, just expect yep. to get shot. And yep. then when it happens, you won't be surprised. Dude, I have to brag for a second, almost brag, because that game I mentioned earlier with the eleven kills and duos, where mm. we got second place. I had a perfect game until that last guy got me, and I had seven kills. So I had killed seven people without taking any damage. Oh, damn. (laughs) Wow. That's the coolest streak I've ever had, for sure. That's impressive. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. But that's super rare, which is why it was so cool. Um, Usually you get shot a lot and have to use heals like crazy, as we know. Totes um well cool man is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up i was just noticing i think i might be out of things to say um (laughs) i mean a whole nother episode could be dedicated to talking about the different weapons that you can get but Mm. um yeah it makes me want to talk about the m249 sometime yeah totally well and um, until recently, the M249 was a unique weapon in the game in that it was the only real like LMG-style weapon. Uh, mm-hmm. but now they've introduced the DP-28. You have yep. a, you know, what is a vastly inferior version of the M249, but it is a version you can find in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like the DP-28 as a note. It's, it's a good gun. It's a yeah. good gun. I, I mean, I I think of it as fully half as good as the two four nine, but it's still a good mm-hmm. gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think a good shorthand is just that the the weapons in the crates I think are all just upgraded versions. Uh, maybe the AWM is a, is another kind of exception in that it takes its own ammo. Yeah. Right. Um, so that that's a little bit of an outlier, but but pretty much you can just shorthand like the M two four or the uh, or the AWM are just better versions of a Car ninety eight. Um, mm-hmm. And you know they all have their unique things, but the, in general they're just better. Um, and then the Groza is just better than an AK, and the Org is just better than any of the full auto. Mm-hmm. assault rifles although that that might be 
more contestable point because I, I have noticed that the kick is more significant in general. Mm. With the AUG? I'm sorry, here with, with the... Yeah. With, with the AUG, yeah. Yeah. It does seem to, to have more kick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the Mark 14 is basically better in every way than an SKS. Yeah, right. God, it's been so long since I've gotten that gun. Um, but yeah, definitely, it has about as much kick, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Although Maybe it has even that, a little more. It has that tripod, which helps. Right. If you go prone. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, but yeah, create weapons. They're better than normal weapons. Pick them up. Mm-hmm. Go chase some crates, people. Yeah. And I guess we'll catch them next week. And yeah, we will catch them next week for another episode of the Winner Winner podcast. Thank you for joining us. Ciao.